This is a HeadGum original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Another day is going bad. I want to get a car, but not with my dad. How the cheese get seized? Should I kill myself in a Starbucks? So I wrote this email to Jake and Amir. Cause so many things were left unclear. My dad's always gone. Should I just ask YouTube? This could be the one last chance to get the right advice. If I were you. Podcast hosted by two dudes to try to make you laugh. Sometimes you'll be put on blast. I will use email check and omit. Even change your name to make sure you can keep your anonymity. Yes, oh, dude. All right. Oh yeah. Did you? Did you recognize that one? Yes, I did. That was a I'd Do Anything parody <laughs> by the band, the Canadian pop punk band Simple Plan. That is right. Wow. Um, yeah. The original song nice. actually features a verse from the one and the only Mark Hoppus. Really? Yes. So he just hopped on. He hoppus hopped. He hoppused on, and he did like a little, <laughs> like a cameo. Uh, he spit a verse for the for the um, yeah for the song. You know, it was it's incredible. It's a great it's a great song. It's a really good song. It's a great EP. It's a good <laughs> album. What else can I say? Simple plan. That's it. Was God's plan for that band to exist? Yeah. Anyway, uh, he guess uh, that was by Hero Soga. Oh, Hero Soga. Yeah, uh, Hero uh, Soga. Very nice. He says he was one of the lucky ones to get in on textjake.com beta <laughs> and got some texting advice from Jake, and that advice led to a relationship that's celebrating a six-year anniversary in November. Whoa! Congrats! Congrats indeed. Do you remember what you told him to say? Um, yeah, I do. I told him to, uh, do anything. I'd do anything just to hold you in my arms. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) 
Were there any like female pop punk bands? Because like it's always from the point of view of this greasy 21 year old mm. begging to be a boyfriend but like are there any other points of view in pop punk pop punk is so funny because it is like all of it is like skinny little loser boys saying how that how they would appreciate the the hot guy's girlfriend more right yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> your boyfriend he don't know <laughs> anything about you but I stalk you, and I know all of your favorite ice cream flavors, and and I swear yeah. I would wait on you hand and foot. I would. That's what you want. I appreciate right? that. I no, I want to be with the athlete. Thank you, though. <laughs> I you're think it's kind cool of uh, when he does touchdowns. Yeah, you're scrawny. You're you're wearing eye makeup, I think. Right. <laughs> For you. Um, oh God, your voice. Oh, I love you. Yeah. Um, there was. I guess it's all like fourteen-year-old scrawny people who become musicians, pining after the hot lady at school. Correct. But Avril Lavigne was a pop punk female uh, musician. Oh, that's cool. Skater she boy. was just a skater boy. Yeah, yeah. He was a skater, <laughs> and she's. And I guess for some reason she wrote a song about the unpopular guy liking the popular girl. <laughs> it's just a theme. She he yeah. was a skater boy. She said, "See you later, boy." He wasn't good enough for her. So it was, it was about a musician trying to be cool or something. I I think no. She because Avril in that song is just like a popular like a, a popular girl. I think. Um, yeah, she had a pretty face, but her head was off in space. She needed to come back down to earth. She sings. Got it. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Hero Soga, also um, has a Twitter account. I can be your hero, spelled H-I-R-O. <laughs> I love it. So, so there you go. He says, if you want to hear read some sad tweets about the Philadelphia Eagles, you can follow him. I can be your hero. Thank you, Hero Soga. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice show on the web, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I am Jake. We're two weeks out from the election. Uh, we said that if Trump wins, this that'll be Podcast our last episode. So, yeah. Yeah. So this might be the penultimate or maybe trialtimate, mm-hmm. which means the third to last, a word sure. I just invented. Yeah. I coined it for this show. That's good. The trial to the trultimate. Uh, you spent this weekend in Pennsylvania canvassing homes for Joseph R. Biden. And Kamala Harris, indeed. I was knocking on so, doors, taking names. Getting out the boat. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, what does that entail? How did you know where to knock? Um, so they, first of all, I did no research for this. I'm not a good person. But Sarah Schneider and Mike Carnell uh, told me about it. And I said that I wanted to go. Um, so where I signed up was, let me see where do you remember where I signed don't, up? Don't sell yourself short. You drove to Pennsylvania and knocked on doors. It doesn't matter whose idea it was. That's true. Um, I think I did. It was through mobilize.us. Um, oh, yeah. Like back to blue events, whatever. Uh, no, I shouldn't say whatever. That's what it was. Back to blue events. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to minimize it. Um, yes. Mobilize.us back to blue PA. That's what I did. Um, so they I mean, give you addresses that you have to like uh, drive to and knock on doors. Yeah. So you sign up, you then do like an hour or two long, like kind of training video. It's like a zoom thing. There was like 300 people there. A guy told us um, how it works. They send you a script that you read. There's like 
five questions that you want to ask everybody. And then when you get there, you check in. Um, they give you a little code. Uh, there's a there's an app that you download. You put in the code, and then that gives you a list of um, addresses and names and people that live there, and you know a little like five block radius to to walk on to walk around oh, and wow. knock. We knocked on like fifty six doors, talked to forty one people. Um, they're all for the most part like registered Democratic voters, like people who who they think ha they have a chance with convincing to get out there and vote. Um, there's there were a couple independents and a couple undecideds, and then a couple houses where there was a Democrat and a Republican registered. So <laughs> so the. Tell me about these undecideds who are still a little bit on the fence about whether or not they like Trump or Biden, or do they like them both so much they just can't figure out which one they want to order? That was the most rewarding conversation that I had when I actually talked to a true undecided independent <laughs> voter. Um, I had never thought I could see one. I mean, like, but... He, it's just people that hate them both? Yeah, it's people that hate them both and also people that hate it's like you don't necessarily hate the Red Sox, but you hate uh, Boston fans. That's, right. That's so what it's it like so, I hate I hate liberals that are ruining and looting and right. destroying those liberal yeah. cities, and I don't want them to be happy. Either. Right. So he, I think this guy was getting a lot of like information from Fox News, where they like take they cherry pick like one crazy thing that somebody on the fringe left does, and then assign that to Joe Biden. So this guy was like. Oh, like the left is insane, and like Trump is insane, but everybody's fucking crazy, and and like I don't I don't want like, uh, yeah I don't I don't want like all of these crazy left policies um, happening, and I was just like I I'm friends with so many people that are like super super liberal, and they hated Joe Biden when he was nominated. Like he's not right. He's not. They that all guy. wanted Bernie or something. Yeah, everybody right. was mad. So like, go for the candidate that pissed off the left. And is also not insane. That's good. Yeah. And then were you able to talk and convince her? He's like, yeah, whatever. We'll talk later. No, he was, he was a very rational dude who like wanted to talk about this. And like, I felt like maybe just needed a safe place to like, to, um, to talk shit about both, both like extremes in the parties. And I was just like, I mean, I sort of, uh, lied and was like postured myself as as an equally independent minded guy like yeah you oh, know i think good. they're crazy too but like what i'm really trying to what i want to avoid <laughs> is just all of the polarization all of the fighting everything is just so tense and i just want a candidate that simmers it all down so um yeah no, it felt like it felt like we made a connection that was very rewarding that's cool. And then how much do you end up giving him cash-wise to vote for Joe? If you don't mind me asking. I know this is sort of a touchy subject in terms of At the end of the day, I Venmoed him $5,000 <laughs> to vote Joe. And I said, there's another 5K on the way once you send me a photo of your ballot on the day. <laughs> and if he wins, you get a 20% voting bonus from Soros himself. Mm -hmm, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh the other thing that i would say about this though aside from like it being rewarding to like um try to change somebody's mind was like i just feel like we're all in the same circles like i have the same political conversations with my friends who all agree with me and we think things are crazy and all that stuff and it just 
it feels like there's a lot of what am I trying to say? It feels it feels like um, you know you're just in your your small little universe, your echo chamber. Um, but talking to like older Democrats, like 50, 60 year old Democrats who are who also hate Trump, but like for their own reasons. Um, and who live in Pennsylvania and are pumped. And it's just like, it was exciting to see that it's not just my like 10 friends against the entire political world, that there's like yeah. other people that that don't have a lot in common with us, but that also agree with us. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. If only Trump, uh, it, Trump's own undoing is how much he like loves himself. Like if he just talked less, I'm sure a lot of these people who hate both sides wouldn't hate him as much. Yeah, that's the grand irony. Like all of these, all of these rallies and weird press conferences that he does that he thinks is helping is probably the one reason that is fucking him over. Right. It's a little disturbing to to see how easily he would just walk away with the election if he was smarter. Like he's the worst guy right. ever, and he still might win, but like barely. Um, Not even smarter, just quieter. Yeah. Like just don't say masks are bad. <laughs> He'll be good to go. He's like, oh, I can't not just do like, that. Or like stop retweeting anything just no more rts at least me yeah <laughs> then you won't accidentally retweet a white supremacist again but the problem is being himself is what won him the first election so like nobody i don't think anybody can tell him otherwise because he'd be like hey it worked in 2016 right it also might work in 2020 so yeah. let's <laughs> yeah but they let's get out there and vote and they did say a lot of these people that i talked to in pennsylvania who um who had already voted or who had like tried to go to the courthouse to drop their ballots off. They were like, it is insane. Even now, like even early voting, um, they like, they literally like they, they, there were lines just to like drop off their early ballot. Yeah. And they say like most early voters are for Biden. Like is Trump not in like trying to get people to vote early or is Trump, that just no, like a democratic it, talking yeah, point? Well, his strategy is to get people to not vote. When less people vote, the Republicans win. And when more people vote, Democrats win because more people align with those principles. But they, so the strategy is to just like start saying that everything's um, fraudulent now. That's that's the goal. It's fraudulent right yeah. up until the point where he wins Pennsylvania and Wisconsin again somehow and then wins the presidency. And then it was fine. <laughs> then it was the biggest elect, uh, electoral victory in history since Landslide. the last time he did it. Uh, there's a question that we got about arguing politics on Facebook. So let's answer this one. Maybe it's um, very appropriate right now. Cool. Uh, this is from a lady who will call Elizabeth Warren. Lately, writes Elizabeth, I've been somewhat consumed with politely arguing with strangers on Facebook. I see ignorant comments about not wearing masks or people believing racism or white privilege isn't real, and it drives me crazy when I see strangers or my dad's Facebook friends commenting extremely ignorant things like anti-mask rhetoric. I feel compelled to post links from the CDC to try to wake them up to the facts that the virus simply isn't political. But my thought is, uh, what... What if I could change just one person's mind if I politely show them the facts? My fiancé thinks I'm just wasting my time because most of these people are a lost cause. Should I ignore the urge to comment every time I see an extremely ignorant comment? What if these people don't have anyone in their lives to challenge their racist and or anti-mask way of thinking? Mm. Well, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think that arguing on Facebook is a waste of time? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same way that like I tweet anti-Trump jokes. I just, I feel like it's not changing anybody's mind, but it feels better for me. So maybe it feels better for her to like, I, she can't just stand idly by. She needs to like, it needs to pour out of her. She needs to say something. Yeah, I guess the thing I would say is that it's like, maybe re resetting what your expectations are for engaging in that type of thing. Like you probably won't, change any hearts and minds but there are like alternate effect or there are like side side effects that are that are still positive like trickle down positivity you might have like friends of theirs on uh on that thread see your point and maybe that registers or you might have friends of yours that see your point and they like realize that uh your uh, ideals align more um you might just be giving people uh, language in their arguments that they're having with their friends and family. So I think that like, if you think about like all of your engaging online as, will I change this person's mind? Then it's, it is like, it'll feel like a waste of time. But if you think of it as like serving a greater good, just a general discourse, uh, I think that's, I don't know if you want to do it. I think there's ways to, to feel like it's positive. And if it's exhausting you, then just you know, I, I don't think you're going to change anybody's mind if that's posting that masks are bad. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. I agree with that sentiment where it's like, you might not change their mind, but maybe somebody out there is on the fence about thinking white privilege is real. <laughs> it's like, all right, maybe I will look into the fact that most black people do think white privilege is real. So maybe they're on to something here. Yeah. So you might not change like everybody's mind, just like nobody can change your mind about the opposite, that masks are helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe there's some people in the middle who are just lurking that you might be able to convince otherwise. Yeah, and I think that even, I think that people like right up until the point where they're posting that masks aren't real on Facebook, they're they're still gettable. And this, bringing it back to the one single guy I talked to in Pennsylvania, I think that like meeting that, meeting people where they are um, instead of being like, you have to be as liberal as possible. I think that's like the way, that's the way to like change hearts and minds. We do, we don't need anybody to, to like meet us all the way on the left right now. All we need is for people to like believe in science and not elect a Nazi. That's, right. that's all the bar is low. So you don't have to be first like, things first. Yeah. Don't don't meet me all the way on the left. Just meet me in the in the Joe Biden uh, moderate left, just for now, <laughs> yeah. and then we can work on them. Right. We don't have to abolish police yet. We just have to think that masks could possibly assist in not transmitting the virus. That's how far gone the 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 fucking right is. Right. That's that is crazy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm also on the fence. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. Holding onto my ballot. So. Of course. Let's keep having these interesting conversations and we'll see where it nets out. Because at the same time, like 50 Cent said, I don't want to be 20 Cent. (laughs) Huh? Uh, He was complaining about the taxes being so high. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of a funny line. That is good. That is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's take a break, answer some more questions, and we'll be back after these words. Yes. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness yeah. nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the fight. Mom, I'm coming. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yes, 
yes, you know, I do just to to put an exclamation point on our voting chat. You can check out headcount.org slash headgum uh, because we are partnering with Headcount to make sure that you have all of the information, all of the resources, all of the support you need to vote on or before Election Day and vote for the good guy, vote for Joe Biden, vote for Kamala Harris. That's cool. Yeah, we might know on like, like if Florida just falls for Biden pretty early on, that'd be cool. It's like, oh, it's 9pm. And we sort of know who's going to win the election. That'd be nice. God damn. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> it's not that un- it's it's supposedly likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that's odds are that's what will happen. But we're so gun shy. We're so scared from 2016, which I guess is a good attitude to have. Right. um all right here's another question for you okay this one is about zoom classrooms zoom classrooms a 23 year old canadian so uh we'll call him wayne gretzky i'm a 23 year old canadian writes wayne living it up opa corona style I recently met a smoke show dime piece in a Zoom class, and we've been hitting it off pretty well, to be frank. The issue? She lives one province over because of COVID, and I'm running out of tissues. Now that the class that we were taking is over, it's much harder to keep in touch. How can I keep things interesting when we only talk over Zoom? Cheers. Love, Wayne. Okay. Are they They're just flirting, and he wants to keep things interesting? Or are they like, they're not dating, right? Yeah, I think he met... So if someone's in a Zoom class, you can, like, privately message them. That's, like, the equivalent of writing a note, I guess. Wow. That's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, you know... What a different game. Like, Can you imagine? Yeah. It must be... I don't know if it's easier or harder, because, like, back in the day, if there was a cute person in your class and you wanted to, like, befriend them, you have to, like, hope to God that the the teacher puts you in a group together, or sit nearish but not next right. to and hope that something happens yeah you would need to get their like aim screen name in an official capacity to talk about an assignment and then <laughs> and then transition that into a flirtatious capacity and like yeah no that's i mean and that was like that was what we dealt with imagine like grandparents are just like um yeah we're at like a uso show and i need to ask i need to ask you to marry me tonight or this opportunity (laughs) is gone yeah even when we were in college like i didn't have a laptop did you um yeah i did you fucking geezer like you fucking old ass you old ass fucking you boomer (laughs) (laughs) the the odds the the idea of me showing up to a class and like taking out a notebook and frantically taking notes feels so archaic but that's how i learned everything that i know in my life yeah oh i didn't like let me write down what you're saying right like the teacher would teach and i would write down (laughs) notebook things that they were saying i did have a laptop that sounds so old school it's crazy i had a laptop but i did not bring it to class because it was too heavy so like i was doing the same exact thing (laughs) writing down what the teacher's saying like frantically and there were like courses like that would teach you like what's the best way to take notes and like are you listening or are you writing it down do you just take the full notes there's no way that that was a good way to learn right (laughs) like now your teacher is just like yeah i'll send you the entire plan it's all emailed it's a pdf here's like all of the the documents are here shareable (laughs) you can add notes onto the pages themselves 
like but you probably learn less if there's somebody like sends you a pdf versus like me writing down that pdf well i know i know i would but i feel like if people are if you're hell-bent on learning if you're a person that wants an education i feel like now you could definitely get a much better one much more robust than like the ones we had at our disposal i think i was like i was predetermined by destiny to not give a fuck about school no matter what era i was born in <laughs> so it's not like oh man i wish i had a computer i would i would have learned more like if i had a computer in class i would have been completely fucked completely fucked but if somebody wants yeah. to learn i think you could learn real real nice with like uh with a macbook air on your lap instead of a, a marbled composition book <laughs> <laughs> or a college ruled notebook and a bic do you have a pen i didn't bring a pen i'm afraid if she'll talk i won't be able to write down shit and if i don't write down anything i won't memorize yeah. it for sure i have a code where a dash means the <laughs> did you remember learning about wi-fi like when was the first time you were like holy shit i can get internet without having to plug in my uh laptop I think that we had Wi-Fi in like our common area, like my freshman year or something. There was like Wi-Fi somewhere, but I it like I was like I remember thinking about it and being like I'll never understand that, and I guess I still don't. But now I'm just like I definitely take it for granted. <laughs> Everywhere I am, I'm just like let's see if there's Wi-Fi. But at the time, yeah. I'm like no, that's that couldn't possibly work. My computer, you need the cord to get the internet, the Ethernet. Yeah, yeah. And so your computer freshman year was a laptop. It wasn't like a huge tower that you'd plugged in. Um, with the, 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 like the internet computer itself. in your dorm. I think the computer in my dorm, I mean, it was my laptop, but I just, and like the jack came out of the wall. There wasn't, there was not like a visible router that I can remember or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You just like, there was like an ethernet port that you just plugged in from yeah. the wall to your computer. Otherwise you're fucked. Forget about it. Yeah. God, it's so weird to think about. Anyway, this person is <laughs> flirting over Zoom. Oh, right. Oh, right. This guy. This is just 15 years later. This person has to stay at home and learn online because of a deadly pandemic was Zoom messaging with this babe. Right. But you're in the heyday. wants to that's keep like, things alive. That's the most interesting. That's like the most easy way to flirt imaginable. You don't have to like keep a conversation going. You don't have to like keep a text thread active like everything's at your disposal you've got yeah you've got youtube links you've got gifs you've got articles you've got like photos videos tiktok twitter instagram you can share all this stuff all over zoom all the time you got links sending links <laughs> sharing and information that's you that's don't necessarily power. have to you don't have to have or get a person's number because you can just find them in the zoom and privately message them yeah that's a little uh invasive but you know that's where we are i guess yeah seems risky it's yeah it's like it, it is like power that we shouldn't have just like any any cute girl in your class you're like oh i can private message them <laughs> that god god what a Imagine tough how time. many private messages she's got. She's just like popping up throughout yeah. the entire class. Definitely. Hey, hi, I noticed you. LOL. For anyone Check that's link. For anyone that's doing that, they should know that they are one of like 40 messages uh, they're getting like in a day. Like you, you feel like um, it feels like a big deal to you because you're like, I'm going to send my one message, um, but you're not the only one. So yeah, keep that in your heart. Uh, all right. Uh, one last question. Mm. 
By the way, did you watch that uh, the um, that West Ham uh, Hotspur game? I texted you about it. Did you watch a recap? No, I, I only saw the highlight of the the great equalizer at the end in over, uh, extra time. Oh my god! What a can you imagine? You're up three nothing, and in the last eight minutes of a game, it's it goes to three three. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, those irons, they really... Yeah, they don't, they don't give up. They, they stole a point from those Spurs. And what a screamer. An absolute, an absolute equalizer. Screamer, right in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just a magnificent strike. It absolutely <laughs> was a magnificent strike. And it was so cool to see it. Come on, you irons. <laughs> yeah, well. I also, like, for some reason, I, te- I don't know... I, I texted you when they were up 3 nothing to rub it in your face. You're not even really a West Ham fan. And I yeah, like I just sort of dabbled in knowing about them a year ago. Yeah, I don't know why it's like if if anybody's a Hotspur fan out there, the reason they lost is my fault because they tried to troll Blumenfeld who didn't care. I gloated <laughs> about a sport I've yet to watch. Sorry, I'm a Dodgers fan now. Go Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers right. in the World Series. Let's do this. Uh, all right, one last question. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, uh, a lady who lives with two female roommates. So we'll call her AOC. Oh, nice. Uh, my name is AOC, and I live with two female roommates in an apartment. The problem I'm emailing you about is that one of my roommates has pretty much stopped sleeping. Most nights, she stays up as long as possible until evening the next day, then passes out until she has to stay up all night again. While in itself, that isn't that strange. Why she stays up adds a scary element to the mix. She has horrible murder nightmares. Oh, no. Yes, every night that she says she falls asleep, she has vivid dreams of murdering famous celebrities, hmm. especially Sebastian Stan of the Marvel movies. <laughs> On occasion, she has nightmares of myself and other roommate, Marissa, uh, being, as she describes, brutally murdered, and she is left alive to mourn us. I don't know if it's better that uh, uh, when I'm being involved, when she isn't the one committing the murder, but I think it's strange nonetheless. Mm. I am not an active dreamer, but I don't know how I can help her, or if I should somehow warn Sebastian Stan about what's happening. Thanks, love, AOC. Are you a Sebastian Stan? <laughs> we stan sebastian in this house i know i do who's sebastian stan uh, i've never even heard that the winter soldier sebastian stan yeah. <laughs> great name <laughs> uh yeah dude's hot dude is fucking sexy he's a smoke show and he's got a fucking <laughs> cool ass iron arm okay all right wow he's older than me is he sebastian stan wow. i would have guessed that's the name of a musician Mm. anyway yeah uh do you have murder nightmares you ever dream vivid evil things i guess i mean i definitely have had like scary dreams i don't really have uh nightmares i basically only have sex dreams that's the only thing that i dream about oh that's cool yeah it's really it's perfect it's um it's one of the benefits of being me there's not a lot but it's yeah (laughs) Is, it, is that why you good. sleep 14 hours a day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd sleep more if I could. <laughs> yeah. I see you taking a power nap sort of while we're talking, That's, too. You mean a power fap? Nice. Thank you. Um, do, you have, <laughs> do you have nightmares? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have nightmares where, like, 
I'm chewing, like, I feel myself grinding and, like, it works itself into a dream. Like, I'm trying to, like, chew on a can or chew on a bottle and it's, like, hard and, like, hurting my gums and I wake up. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank God I have a grind guard. Nice. this thing is getting use. Damn. The other day I had a dream where a basketball player was trying to kiss me and I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) I don't want to get kissed. And I'm like, I was, like, half asleep and I was, like, you know, sleep paralysis. So, like, I can't move in real life so I couldn't move in the dream. That's, uh... I've so never gotten pretty... sleep paralysis either. That seems scary as hell. My brother gets it, he says. Like, that's, what a yeah. what a fucking freaky thing. Yeah, it's like halfway to sleepwalking, but your body won't move, fortunately, because otherwise you would stand up and move and punch things. Right. So, like, you're just, like, lifeless, stuck in your body, unable to move, which manifests itself into not being able to move in the dream. Yeah, that's scary. I guess maybe I've had some, I, I've had dreams where, like, um... Like I can't, like you know, you, someone's chasing you, and you're just you just want to you're like need to scream, um, but yeah. you can't scream, like or you're being like murdered in public, and you can yell, but your your voice won't come out. I, I, yeah, that and then it comes out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and like sometimes you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the equivalent of you screaming in your dream. <laughs> yeah, like talking in your sleep. Mm. Uh, but yeah, murder nightmares, roommate that won't fall asleep. Doesn't sound too healthy. Yeah. What can you do? I mean, I think you would tell that person to like see a doctor or a psychiatrist or something. That's like, I think you could get medicine for it. I think that, yeah, that's, I think, I I don't know if there's like a advice thing there. It seems like a more deep seated issue, right? (laughs) Yeah. And there's no way like you can't possibly infiltrate her dreams or something like that right how would you do that <laughs> right now i'm saying how would you, you do that do like that. unless you found <laughs> like a it's not even what we're talking about but like a portal of sorts that lets you enter her you subconscious in a way because like, you can't your advice is to look for a portal that lets you enter your roommate's subconscious that's actually not a terrible idea that's your like, idea if you find it a, is yeah like if you can almost whisper to her when she's in the sleep state you can almost like enter her subconscious in a way from the living breathing world or as i call it the life world Mm. into the dark uh you can almost find yourself within her nightmare trying to coach her way out of this weird in a sort of this is a movie lucid this is this is a movie where amir blumenfeld infiltrates your nightmares meanwhile i'm just gonna fucking kill sebastian stan because then (laughs) what if stan is dead and gone no more nightmares about killing him, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, but so someone can't actually. <laughs> someone has to I mean, do something about this guy. <laughs> yeah, this winter can, like, soldier. Yeah, of sorts. Yeah, no. I, um, uh, just for the record, I think Sebastian Stan is awesome, and I would never hurt him. Yeah, I think Sebastian Stan is the Sebastian man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um. Don't worry about her murder nightmares. That's her problem. That's her issue. That's her cross to bear. Yeah, I guess like caring about your roommate's problems is is a little bit of uh you don't have to do that. I mean, it it's too bad that this is happening to your roommate and I do think that she should see or talk to someone. But this is not on you. It's not your family. It's not your significant other. And it's not you. It's just a person that you live with. And that's... That's just got to be fine. 
<laughs> so she tells you about the dreams and you're like, that sucks to hear, but ultimately that's not my brain to have. Well, I get yeah, because I, I don't think that there's any solution aside from killing Sebastian Stan, the portal thing, or going to <laughs> a doctor. So I think yeah. like those are the three options. Uh, obviously, going to the doctor is probably the easiest. Yeah, a dream doctor of sorts. Yeah, uh, a witch doctor. You need to go to a witch doctor. <laughs> Some sort of head shrinker. Uh, all right, cool. Good luck. Have fun. Sleep well. Dream well more than anything. Uh, all right, the opening theme song was written once again by Hero. This closing one is by Matthew, who's doing a Lion Sleeps Tonight pair. <gasps> I love this song. <clears throat> is this like a classic song where anybody can sing it, or was it like actually made by one person and... The Lion Sleeps Tonight is credited to one singer that I don't know. I think it's credited to a singer that you don't know. Let's see. What the, is it, what's an equivalent song? Do you mean like Row 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 Your Boat is like doesn't have like a real author or does it? Yeah, or like similarly like Hallelujah has like 40 renditions, but I think like Leonard Cohen Ro- did it first. Right. So I think that I think it's it's along the lines of Leonard Cohen where like somebody this is someone's song. Yeah, originally written and recorded by Solomon Linda. Great name. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wimboet. Yeah, exactly. But this version is by Matt. So if uh, you have your own theme song, send them to if I were you show at gmail.com or your own questions. Same email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also still making videos, bonus content on our Patreon, patreon.com slash JA. So you can watch more over there. Oh, yeah. And then, Jake, what's your Twitter account? You should promote yourself a little bit more on this show. I feel like people don't really know the real you, mm. as it were. They can follow What's me your on Facebook. I'm not gonna. I I mean, just let's facebook.com slash. Let's not publicly pressure me to share my personal information on the podcast. Don't you have a right? Don't you have a deviant art? I don't have a like deviant portfolio. <laughs> Which Doctor Hurwitz sixty nine. <laughs> on deviant yeah i've started to do sketches there so yeah check them out (laughs) crude little pencil drawings (laughs) and we'll be back next week bye everybody later a weemba wet a weemba wet nice if i were you 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 if i were if I were you, if I were on this you, podcast, you, this dope ass podcast, you'll learn to seize the cheese. On this podcast, this hand filled podcast, just ask whatever you please. If I were you, if I were you, That was a HeadGum original.